Thanks for tuning in to the Basketball Blokes Podcast with Benny, Banksy and Voidy, part of the Blokes Podcast Network, which is a place where mates create. Visit the website at www.blokespodcast.com for more information. G'day listeners, you're back with Benny, Banksy and Boydie, the basketball blokes, dribbling all things Aussie hoops and NBL fantasy. And what are we doing this week, Benny? This is the review show. Weak side, strong side, in the zone or fading away. It's time to face up and look over and back at the round just gone. This is the NBL fantasy post-round review. All right, fellas, that should get you pumped up. You know, mm-hmm. it's the last time I'm going to play it. The last mm-hmm. time I'm going to play it. This is, is the pun down. Let's uh, let's give this a little bit of an explainer here. Uh, as you know from one of the very important ladies in my life, one of the many. Hey, integrated <laughs> virtual assistant. How are you today? It's Benny here from the Basketball Blokes podcast. Are you able to let everyone know what a pun down is? A pun down is a rundown with a pun. Do you think Bordy and Banks will be able to understand that? No, you have to be a pretty ordinary bloke not to know that. Okay, now um, we've got Banksy bring you in here, mate. So we've got the the very first pun down from Trevi G eighty two, and this is a fantastic rule for all pun downs, I think. Far away, Banks. So Trevor Goodison, what did he give us? So make sure you don't set the bar low. A good pun is not vague but when executed right, is simply magnificent. Magnificent. Banksy, I'm very happy with that, mate. Um, we've got a, another one there, Boydie. Do you want to read out yeah. the next one? There's a few, a few in here, uh, like this work uh, by do Joel. I have to read, do I have to read people's names? Oh, I'm not good with names. Here we go. Kin and Joel. Kin oh, jeez. Here Joel we go. Kin mouth. Uh, never thought it was risque putting the C on Nick. Glad I did, though. Lucky for me, Dario was in the hunt for some redemption too. Finally, I was glad I acted like a beer and got some hops on. Oh, we're going to touch on. on some of the the rolling on banks guys as well. Hang on, banks. Listen to this. It's been two weeks. Here it comes. <laughs> Train's been delayed, but it's arriving at the station. Hang on, boys. It is the Scotty Hopson hype train. All right. What were you going to say, Banks? Were you going to talk about Hobson or not? (laughs) Well, I was going to touch on the other boys, but we sort of skipped over them. But um, interesting thing about Hobson, obviously we spoke about how we were all going to jump on last round. But if you what do you think his ownership is at, boys? I don't don't know. I didn't actually look. I thought he was too much of a lock. I think everyone – I thought everyone would have him. What look Uh, before is just 10%. Wow. Okay, so what's so, that, around 600 mark or something? Yeah, 752. Yeah, well, yeah t- 10% of the competition. Uh, it seemed from Twitter there that half the competition was bringing him in last week. But um, as we expected, he scored 50 and 35. He went up 78K. And I think we saw enough over his first two games on the weekend to, to know that he's going to be the man of the breakers. And, you know, with six games over the next three rounds, I think you do need him in your team. 
it's not too late to get on that train. Mm. You're right. I think he's a lock, but we talk about that more in the preview, I guess. Uh, yeah. We had another one from Joel as well, uh, Andrew Wogut. Yeah, so this this is the Andrew Wogut uh, segment. And, yeah, Joel was a little bow-gutted that he didn't have Andrew in the side, as were we all, fellas. Yeah, I mean, he dominated what he ended up with, the top score for the round, 155. There was quite a few people that captained him. Pretty much the whole of the top 20 have captained him, and that's why they're in front, because they've got a good 50 points on everyone else, pretty much. Um, so, yeah, he was uh, he was obviously the number one player by a long way. An interesting uh, one there as well, boys. Uh, Bogut, now 13% owned. He's actually more owned than Hobson. Um, but what I did notice, even after that big 155 over the round, he actually still dropped in price. Um, he actually went down 74K. So yep, who yeah. actually knows how this herbs and spices price formula is working these days? Because... Even after that, it seems to be even different on what we uh, were used to last last year. Uh, yeah, rolling average, and we were. I think you were saying that it was the most recent games. You gave another example where the most recent game was really good, um, and the price um, went up despite a poor previous game. And this is just flipped on its head. Um, yeah. The fact that is so we're expecting obviously um, a decent price rise. You'd assume pending how he goes this week, but. Um, yeah, who knows regarding price. But we also got another um, pun in late from Riley DT, who's normally pretty good with these so far. Um, he said, uh, Bo, get me a time machine so I can put him in my team. Not bad, so, not bad. Um, something we all wish we could do, but let's go back in the time machine. There was... It's a real jerk move by Bogut to have done what he's done to us because we're supposed to be giving out fantasy advice. No doubt he would have been on our radar. But for those who don't know, one of you is just talk about what was the situation leading into last week because he was not in Banksy's captains. He was not on our radar. And that was purely for the fact of um, Sydney Kings themselves putting out tweets that he was a game-time decision all week and even in the lead-up. To, to game day, um, hours before the game. I think they even tweeted that he was a game-time decision as well. I think um, even Calvin from Dream Team Talk um, mentioned on one of our tweets, the, the captain's poll, that he was going to select him as as a captain. And we gave him a bit of a flag there as well to suggest that, you know, maybe you should reconsider. Bogut might not even line up. And to, to do what he did, he as you said, he wasn't even in our top four captains. But that was purely based on um, the uncertainty around his status. The other thing I think with him is the first two weeks, obviously, they were only on singles and he had a 38 in round one and then a 21 in round two. So um, I think he was injured in that second game and that's why there was a bit of a conjecture as to whether he would front, whether he would play the two games this round, just finished. But um, obviously he did and he's played well against New Zealand who are maybe a little bit weaker in that big man. So they don't have a Sean Long or something like that that he has to defend. So um, that was probably the key in the end. Good yeah. point. He had a he had a great matchup, and I'm sure we'll talk about this a lot more in the um in the the preview show. But um, a lot of people are starting to ask, is it mission get Bogut this week or next week? And we're probably not going to see him a lot cheaper than he's he's at 2.11 mil um, as it stands. All I want to say is that I've got a pretty dodgy back, and I want to know who his physio is because he he was saying that he had a crook back, and um, even at times during the games he was sort of moving around, but he's just a class above 
and especially against that New Zealand team, um, there was he was just vacuuming up the boards, man. It was um, something that sucked to watch. Not owning the man, never mind. Um, moving on to one of his teammates and someone uh, that uh, Bordy and I have been holding on for. We got something a, a little special. Um, if you didn't know, Dee's back. <laughs> Coming at your ears, even though you ain't ready. Jack, drop in the rhymes. Bebo blokes, drop in the dimes. This ain't no cupcake league. Homicide, he knows what I mean. There's Bogut, there's Ware, Delish. Who's this? Guess who's back? Back again. Didi's back, Lusada. Tell a friend. Yeah. Didi's back, Didi's back, Didi's back. Dee's back, Dee's back, Dee's back, Dee's back. Didn't see him coming. No, 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 no. He's out and running. No, 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 no. But he can't speak English. Hmm. Fact. That is a fact, and uh, that was awesome. Seen by Jack. Um, so if anyone wants to contribute in that manner, we definitely encourage it. Uh, rewording any song lyrics, you can email us at basketballblokes at gmail.com. And, I mean, this is uh, some a man we want to talk about, Boyd. So what were your thoughts on DD? Because I know that some people weren't too hot on him on how he played, to be honest. No, look, so you had a 25 and a 33 in their doubles there, but... I think the key thing with him is he, he put up a lot of shots. I think his two pointers, he missed 10 in the first game and then 13 in the second game. So they were obviously negative points, um, which hurt his score a lot. Um, I think that's something that's going to grow with confidence for him. Um, and look, uh, I, I ain't dropping him anytime soon. Um, I think um, he's going to be a good pickup. Um, and for the whole season, he'll probably be on my team for the whole season. So... There's but plenty of hate, plenty of doubters out there, but that's okay. Um, I think he put a, you know, what you'd expect from someone who's playing his first game, I guess, in the league. And as a non-owner, I've got my eye on him to even consider bringing him in over the next couple of weeks as well uh, before his price increases. So I think you boys were certainly onto something, and um, just really unlucky we didn't see him line up in the first couple of rounds. Uh, yeah, look, and I think that that's part of it now. We're committed, right, Boyd? Um, you want to, you hope he does well, and hope that his ownership's lower than it probably should be. Well, I think I already called it out. I'm probably a long way back, but I think one of my big calls in one of our preseason early podcasts was that I thought he'd score more fantasy points over the season than the other two next stars. So, obviously, that's not looking good at the moment with Lamelo being the top fantasy scorer in the league at present noting that he has played the extra game than a lot of the other top sort of five players. But, um, yeah, um, I think DD's going to be good. I like him. And especially and Lish is out at the moment. So Lish is out for a uh, couple of months. So that news came out today. So you'd think uh, as he got as DD got the start on the two games versus New Zealand on the weekend, you'd think that would happen again unless they bring in an injury replacement for him, noting that Sydney does have a, a uh, import spot up their sleeve still. Um, depending on that in import, obviously. There's some uh, rumours I saw on Twitter, um, thanks to a little bit of a sneaky tweet from uh, Deshaun Taylor. Um, so it'd be interesting if he is the player, obviously more of a point guard. Um, so I guess watch this space, but um, I like DD. 
Beautiful. Anything else to add, Banks? No, it's just interesting to see that um, obviously a lot of people must have held on and, and hoping he repays the faith. He's still 26% owned, so he's still one of the, the most highly owned players in the whole comp, funnily enough. All right, fellas, moving on. Uh, the next I want to do is a group of three because I think that's where the discussion is going to be generated. So it's a, starting with the other next star that we've been waiting on, and that was RJ Hampton. So the question is... RJ Hampt on your bench. So the other the other players um, that are relevant to this discussion are obviously here's Johnny Robertson and oh, that and the Cairns the Cairns Taipans point guard and um, the smooth uh, hot macchiato. Um, so yeah. I think fellas, I'm uh, Scott Machado owner and i'm gonna remain a scott machado owner there's i don't see any rush personally if you've got robeson or machado to bring in rj just yet thoughts uh i wish i held on to machado because he was in my team pre-season start but i foolishly fooled around with it too much and uh now i'm paying for it um but i like hot macchiato as well um, this I'm not sure what, where has he got this week. Um, well, okay, Adelaide, Adelaide, I think. Adelaide and Melbourne, so a couple of good matchups. Um, fast pace, but could be fast, high right. scoring sort of thing. So that's what you'll benefit from. You're playing against those high, fast pace teams. And I look, he was in my prison season team the whole prison like you as well, Gordy. Um, and Benny, I'd be hanging on to him as long as you can. He's a unique, believe it or not. Um, he's only eight percent owned as well. Um, you're able to look up John uh, Robertson's ownership while you're there, Banks, because um, it'd be really interesting because that was the decision. Obviously, went with Machado based on schedule, and um, a lot of people, I think, on teams that are coming through to us, fellas, do have Robertson 15%. and 15%. Okay, so a little bit more. Um, well, he's almost twi- twice his own. Mm. Yeah. 1,075 people compared to 583 with uh, Macchiato. So. So, and if it wasn't for, for Ball and Hampton, I, I think we'd see a lot more ownership for those two as well. Agreed. So we're rolling with those guys. Um, it'll be an interesting question coming up the following week. Obviously, uh, Lamello will be off his doubles, and uh, these guys will as well. And then RJ will get another look at RJ, thankfully. And I was pretty happy with RJ first up. Did you guys see RJ play? I just want to get your thoughts on RJ as well. Um, I didn't really see him play, no. Um, okay. Well, I did, I did watch the Friday night game, but I had been participating in... in you saw uh, about six RJs. I saw, yes. I'd had a couple of refreshments. I watched a little bit of both of the games. Um, I guess what I noticed is he, particularly that first game, he got a, a quick few steals. I think he was on a really good score at, at quarter time. And then he, he was sort of almost held back in the, the second half, I found, and especially down the stretch when... You know, New Zealand are a chance of winning. I think in both games, he sort of sat out towards the end of the game. So I don't know if he's just being, you know, eased in at this stage or whether the coach doesn't have confidence in him down the stretch. But it'll be interesting to see what happens over the next couple of weeks. Just looking purely stats-wise, so he had seven points in both games. He had, uh, what, three rebounds in each game. One game he had one assist, one he had three. He had two steals in both games. 
one three-pointer made in each game. So he's kind of he's sort of consistent over that. He got 26 exactly on in both games. So sort of consistent across the two games. So I, but once again, first two games playing professional basketball. Um, I'd like to see a little bit more from him. I think at this stage he'll come into my team, but um, I, I don't think certainly it wasn't a negative sort of week for him. I think um, that's sort of to be expected. That sort of score for his first game, I would say. And what I'm really, really looking forward to, and I'm sure I'm not alone here, is his matchup against LaMelo Ball um, next round as well. So I think we're going to learn a lot from that game when they go head-to-head. Yeah, I think um, for a basketball point of view, I think LaMelo looks a little bit more flashy, but I think uh, Hampton, just from what I've seen and not very much, just is just sort of a sort of fundamental sort of a guy. So fundamental sort of point guard sort of a thing. So um be interesting to see silky what, to me. Yeah, interesting to see what sort of um yeah, what sort of road they both take from here. All right. Um either of you fellas, you both have, were an owner, I believe, want to take the next uh pun for discussion. Bryce Cold Cotton. Yes. I was a owner, brought him in, 72 points of the round. Wasn't, you know, as high as maybe I would have liked um, looking at the two matchups that he had. Um, but, you know, a, a solid score nonetheless. And uh, what was it? Probably it was in the top 10 for the week, was it? Just about. Thereabouts, yeah. yeah thereabouts. Around about that top 10 sort of thing for the week. So, um, yeah, obviously um, not actually that well owned, which is interesting. Um 26%. But um, oh, I was disappointed. And, and when you have a look there, even Damian Martin outscored Cotton over their double. So even Dario Hunt outscored Cotton. So I think my expectations were definitely higher. Definitely saw him outscoring yep. those two. And, and definitely, you know, considering the matchups, he really should have scored 90 plus for us. But um, we know that first game was terrible from the, the Perth team as a whole against Cairns. Um, but I'll certainly be looking to get him out this week and get him onto someone who can score that 100-plus. Mm. Well, Interesting. my my uh, initial writing with the Bryce Cold Cotton was uh, not actually at his, about his score. It was more about that uh, dagger, uh, ice in the veins to beat Melbourne United now. This is an interesting Huge. thing we have with fantasy. Were you both watching that game? Did you watch the shot? I uh, was. Oh, yeah. he, was, he was huge, no doubt. <laughs> and it's funny, uh, isn't it, as you say? Yeah, I was going to say, were you – normally you like one of your players to make a bucket, right? He cost us extra basketball. <laughs> he did. He did. It probably would have been nice to get that OT. Yeah. So, um, Bryce, uh, not very good for you. So um, As a K, as a K captain owner as well for the round, it would have been nice because I think he was stuck on eight rebounds, I think. So you would have thought with an extra couple of minutes there would have been, or extra for overtime, you would have thought K would have uh, possibly got the double-double there and got us a few extra points. Or um, at least so itched, a as a, a, itched as a little bit closer to that, um, that Bogut score. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Exactly my thoughts as well. Now, I mean, he doesn't really have too much form. Remember, he did foul uh, Trimble on a <laughs> three-point play yes. to, to yeah. actually create overtime for us uh, last year, which was nice yep. of him. But um, go back to that sort of mentality, Bryce, for the, us fantasy players out there. Um, next one's interesting because we did have the return of uh, of DD, 
and it was his teammate, someone that's gone pretty uh, pretty well so far. What do you think of um, Hungry as a nickname for Jay Sean Tate? Do you think, do you think it suits his style of play? Yes. Yes? I think it does. Well, he's that hustle He's that hustle player and he gets hyped and all that sort of stuff. So I think Hungry is perfect. Well, how about if I say it as Hungry Jay's Sean Tate? Have you ever seen him shoot a free throw? <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, no, I'm, I'm thinking Dario Hunt is bad, but is he worse? Oh, he's pretty ordinary. It's definitely under, oh, like, right. it's in the 50, 50% mark or something like that. So, yeah, um, I reckon each game is, is three, then two, then one, then four on the way on the last game. Woo. Yeah, so he's doing everything well apart from shooting those uh, those free throws. So, um. Everyone is after the Hungry Jays, one of the opposition. So when Sydney come to Victoria, fellas, um, we'll be hoping Hungry Jays, Sean Tate, gets a, um, like gets a few fouls. <laughs> and just on Tate as well there, fellas. Um, funnily enough, I think we spoke after round one particularly at, at how unique he was, how, you know, we could have had him instead of DD um, as a unique. And uh, there wasn't many that actually did, but he's actually – got twice the owners of Hobson. So he's actually up to 20% owned, funnily enough, as well. Yep. Um, interesting. Because, um, yeah, I'm not sure his ceiling's much more than what he's done so far. Mm. Um, but he's been consistent so far, I guess, um, to a degree. So. All right, last pool of puns, fellas. So there's a group of four uh, bigs, power forwards and centres that came in at that, this import price. And um, essentially... I want you guys to try and rank them one to four for me. Um, but we've got uh, Cameron Oliver. Please, sir, can I have some more? <laughs> we've got get Eric Griffin your team. And can I get – I bought he did it best. What's the next – what's Dario? It's me, Dario. Very good. And lastly, we've got Bruton Ashley. Did you actually see what happened with Brandon Ashley wearing the number 23 jersey? The retired CJ Bruton number 23 jersey. I did um, see it mentioned on Twitter. Yeah, so um, apparently they lost their luggage and had to do a reprint, and instead of the 21, they put the 23 on there, and that was uh, obviously just a once-off. But um, I'm just going to give a brief overview. I think that they'll all be playable on doubles. Um, your thoughts on that? And if you can rank them, fellas, that'd be awesome. I agree, um, and that 44 in the last game from Brandon Ashley shows because he didn't even score 10 points and had a 44. Um, so he could be a good scorer, um, fantasy-wise. Um, and the other three, so Cam Oliver, I like, got him in my team. Um, Eric Griffin, like him as well, going to be have some big scores, you'd think, when he double-doubles, etc. Um, Dario, probably the last one out of the bunch so i'm gonna go oliver because i'm biased uh <laughs> bashley and then oh nah griff and then bashley and then dario thanks i'll probably put them in the same order um it was huge what cam oliver did um last game i think he's shown us his ceiling um and repaid the the, pay, the faith, for t- particularly for you, Boydy. Um, Griffin's an interesting one, um, especially in the sort of round seven, eight period. I think Adelaide, one of the, the limited teams on a double, and then I think there's a round there where they're the only team on a double. So it might be interesting to start to have a little look at him. But I had liked um, in the two games over last round for Griffin particularly. So 
he had really, really big starts with a number of blocks in the first quarter, got himself up to, you know, a 20-odd after after the first quarter, but he just sort of couldn't kick it on in the, the back half of the games where we could have seen those big 50-plus scores. So I think he's got a massive ceiling, so I'd definitely rank him, rank him as second. Um, and I think it's a bit of a toss-up between Dario and, as you say, Bashley, but I'd probably go Bashley over Dario if I had to choose. So, yeah, same rankings as you there, boy. Sweet. We'll no doubt talk about them a bit more, fellas, but let's move on. Thanks very much going through that pun down. I think that's the best one yet. And it's a good little summary recapping the round just gone. Speaking of going around the grounds, let's start off with the ordinary bloke. Mate, don't even get me started on that guy. If anyone ever deserved to be called an ordinary bloke, it's him. That would be me. So done this is uh, it's an act of stupidity. Carry away, Banks. <laughs> so I was the ordinary bloke this week. Uh, 603 points. That was before adjustments, so 165th overall. But I think post-adjustments, I might have been pushed all the way back out to around the 200th mark overall. Um, and, look, that's a bit of a fall from grace after I think I was sitting ranked eighth after round one. Um, what happened to my team? So last week, I think I traded Newbull to Hobson. Um, obviously had to do that with Newbull on the single. And an unplanned trade for me was having to trade Boone out, who would have been my centre. So I had to trade him out and I went with Cotton with his matchup. Um, outside of that, everyone on my bench was on a single. Um, but because I was planning to have Boone at centre, I had no other option but to play Majok Majok at centre and basically pray. And um, I thought I, you know, I could have got a nice at least 40 out of him. But, wow, that um, that Timmy Conrad elbow has basically derailed my team over the past two weeks. Um, from what I feel was, you know, I lost 40 to 50 points from Boone in that round two miss game um, to having Majok Majok play for a grand total of 18 points over two games. Um, so, you know, that, that Boone mistake, which was unforeseeable, is probably, you know, cost me a good 80 to 100 points and, and really is the reason that I've, I've really fallen back in the rankings overall. All right. Thanks for that, Banksy. Average bloke. Mate, I know you think he's all right. Some of the things I've heard about this bloke, he is average at best. All right. Me. I've moved up from uh, being the ordinary bloke the first two weeks, which is good. So average bloke this week scored 653, um, which leaves me sitting 510th overall. I was sitting about 360, no, 460, something like that, um, before they changed, so which was quite interesting. But anyway... Um, so good, come down from 884, yeah, 884th down to 510th. Um, even though after adjustments, my score actually went up. But anyway, makes no sense, but we'll get there. Um, what I did, I did uh, Hobson and Cotton in for Patterson and Newville, which I was pretty happy with both trades, really, all in all. I um, already had K there, so he was always going to be my centre. Um, any failures? No, nah, DD was a good risk to take, have him in the starting lineup. And Cam Oliver was my one person in the starting lineup on a single with 59, so I was pretty happy with that too. Um, but unsure what to do this week, but we can talk about that in the preview show next. For sure. And as you mentioned, you almost halved your ranking, which is awesome to see. Um, 
special mention has to go out and probably a good time to plug our article that Banksy puts a lot of work into on dreamteamtalk.com. Um, we got the fellas um, a lot more engaged this year and Calvin uh, was one of those uh, top blokes that uh, got Bogut in, didn't actually make him captain and that had the effect of moving him from 771st to uh, a great position in 69th. Wow, geez, that's a huge jump. Even though he wasn't even captain, wow, that's massive. But he did flag yeah, when we so, put out the, the captain's poll. I think he actually said he was going to go with Bogut, and I think our Twitter account actually flagged that Bogut might not be playing. Yeah, hopefully, we're not um, the, well, hopefully we're not the reason that, that put him off. No, I, there oh, was well. even, I think, um, uh, quite people quite legit saying that he's out. Like, yeah, not not it might be. It's like yeah, he's not playing. So mm. it wasn't just us, but um, hey, we'll uh, we keep up to date with those uh, rankings of how how us and the DT boys are going. And Calvin's no doubt jumped right up to second from second last. So nice work, Calv, top bloke. Now we're talking, mate. You've hit the nail on the head. That guy is a top bloke. So there's no surprise there. No surprise there. That is <laughs> Benny. Um, top bloke again. Um, had a good week. Um, we, what did I get? Uh, 693 points in the end. Um, sitting 72nd, 22nd, 40 second. Really? Yeah. 22nd. 2 for 2 of 22.2 overs. Um, Good work, Benny. Yeah, yeah, Daniel Johnson ended up. He's the least exciting player to have on your team, but like that last rebound to get into ten boards, um, little fist pump. Uh, I must admit, just to see that he saved both of his scores in the last quarter of both games. Adelaide's yuck, to be honest. Like a lot of the guys, you don't know where their minutes are going, and he is just a set in stone player um, that is uh, going to play 30-plus minutes every game and score well, but he might not be in my team next week. That's a decision I have to make. So um, one of you fellas, we're going to do the league shout-out now. These guys um, were just amazing. Yeah, I can jump in there quickly and have a little bit of a look here. So our basketball blokes official league, which the code for that, if you still want to join, it's still open at the moment, is JY2D. Sugar, let's start that again. JY. Search for basketball blokes. Oh, there you go. Mm. Why don't we write that in the rundown? That'd be handy. I think we've um, actually got to record you, Bordy, actually with this league code, and we can just copy and paste each week because I think every every week you've uh, you've stuffed it up, much like some of those Twitter handles. Okay, so the number one team in the league at the moment, the best team all year, Sammy Bishop, sitting on seventeen hundred and sixty-six points. Uh, would that make him the top ranked player overall? It is. He's the top ranked player overall. So then, oh, now I've gone out of it. Oh, man. Uh, third, uh, second, we've got Cam's Crusaders Cam, from Cameron Allen, sitting on 1,756 points, only 10 points behind there. And then the K-Dog, Thomas Aitken, uh, 1,734 points there. And uh, DDPV sitting fourth, and Lethal's Legends, Lee Cox, sitting at, I mean, fifth, so, but it's all pretty close. Like, I think there's only about, what, 40 points separating those top five there. So, 
still anyone's uh, round at the moment. I'll see our top rank, uh, top bloke for the week, uh, Leon Santa Maria's team, uh, Benny's team, and not far off the lead, sitting 12th in our league at the moment. So that's good. Um, we're taking over the world, fellas. Um, 14 of the top 20 overall players are in our league. That's pretty awesome. And we've gotten up, we had, I think, about 20 players in the top 100. That's sitting at 44 now. So, yeah, we're um, it's definitely going to be a competitive league. I know Boydie's talked about prizes and different things. Maybe we'll have to try suss, suss something out. But, um, Banks, the other close competition that we're looking at is the Redditch Santa Maria Cup. Um, how are we how are we going there? What's the update um, between uh, Nate Strimple, Liam Santa Maria, Overtime versus the Basketball Show? And I've actually chucked in uh, Tommy Hertz there as well because he's obviously a NBL uh, personality. So... Um, how are they all that, looking, mate? That's it, Benny. And uh, look, they're seemingly making their move. So Strempel's studs actually leading the bunch now. So he's up to, unless it's been adjusted, 253rd overall. Has that uh, changed since then, Benny? 231st. 231st. Okay. And um, Tom Hur's not far behind. So, again, I think that might have adjusted. He was at 306 prior to adjustments. And they're not far behind was um, obviously last season's overall winner, Liam Santa Maria, into 342nd. But there's, uh, I think, 20 points separating the three, so it's Spot a on. really good matchup. yeah. So let them know, guys, out there on the Twitter sphere. Um, we're trying to build this up, and uh, we want to see who takes it out. And um, game day, I think we all suck, yeah. I had a quick look at the rankings. Like I, I've been, like, horrible hundreds every game. No one had any luck there? I think I was no, doing okay. Uh, yeah, and I, I was doing okay, I think, after the first two days. And um, the third day, I forgot to put my team in. So I sort of gave oh. up after that. So mm. I think that the lesson the lesson learned there is if you can get all your teams in for the, the whole round at, at one time. And then adjust it if you need to during the round. That's it. That's it. All right. Uh, all right. Moving on to... The King Legend Award. What a King Legend. Now, fellas, we need to log on to Twitter here. We're on the video because I think we might have to consult the the procedures, to be honest. Any of you boys got Twitter up there? Do we still have a tie? Uh, tie. Um, no, we do not have a tie. We have. You got a drum roll for me? Uh, no, no I've got roll. a drum roll for Banksy's right. captain's net tomorrow. But. So, the Ooh. King Legend voting for the round has finished with 127 votes overall, 40%. Nick K. Mm-hmm. 39%. Andrew Bogart. You're kidding. The King Legend himself will not be happy. Obviously, obviously with uh, with um, Boga being not as much owned, I think that's what it's come to there. Yeah, look, uh, fellas, I at the time of, we started recording this, it was 40-40. Um, it was close, and I was going to have to consult the book, and Clause 10.10 says that in a result of a tiebreaker, <laughs> Andrew Bogart who the award was named after, Andrew Michael Bonnet, born 28th November 1984, wins. So, um, 
uh, very happy to that we don't have to go to such such lengths. And Nick K, I mean, makes us feel a bit better, right? That's right. All right. Hope. My team doesn't have any Holt Award players in it, mate. So how about you guys talk about it? All right. So we've got JLA standout leader on 58%. Now, the next one, I'm a bit, bit – I'm going to scratch my head a little bit. DD, 18%. Come on. What what, what are people expecting? I want him to repay repay the faith, Brendan. Agreed. He's a, if he's a first – it was his first game. He ain't going to get 150s like Bogut is anyway. I thought 58 on a double was a pretty good start for him. But anyway, uh, followed by Majuk Majuk, closely third at 16%. So that's Banksy's man. All right. So Banksy's got both, two of those. Ooh, yuck. No, I do have him in my team. I was uh, going to discuss what we're going to do with JLA, but if you're listening to this, make sure you tune in to our preview sure. podcast. Now, um, you may actually be viewing this by YouTube. Um, it is something we put it put the link on our Twitter. So we we had a little test run last time, took a little bit of feedback, and hopefully this will come out a little bit better. Um, so yeah, check us out there. But we're hoping to get the podcast out YouTube out tonight. I'll stay up nice and late to get that done. Um, Brody, do you want to plug the normal socials, bud? Yeah. So Twitter, we're at bball underscore blokes, and on Facebook, just basketball space blokes. Uh, and always uh, check out our DT Talk uh, article, which goes up on dreamteamtalk.com. Um, last little bit from you, Benny? Yeah, just um, it's a nice little spot. It's your one-stop shop with both our podcasts embedded in it with a nice little write-up there um, with a lot of hard work put in it by Banksy. So um, until next time, fellas, it's only be a couple of days. I'll see you tomorrow night, hey?